it takes just a generation or two to just lose the core value or the language it can be culture or it can be an art form which the family knew for so long and just lost imagine he will never be the best driver but he could have been the best weaver in the town but he just lost the opportunity because the money was not given or he just didn't know where to use it or how to get it Welcome to Mindful Businesses presented by Sarani and I'm your host Vidya Iyer. In our podcast we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic and environmental practices. Today we have with us Sujatha Biswas and Tanya Biswas, co-founder of Suta, woven uninterrupted simplicity. Welcome Sujatha and Tania. Thank you so much Radhya for having us here. Hello. Hi. I'm very happy that I'm here today. Yeah, and I'm Sujatha and I am Tania. India is well known for its fabrics. How many different types of traditional handwoven fabrics are there in India? Um so the beauty of India is there's so many different states and every state has a very deep rooted culture and every craft is inspired by that culture so it's not just the weaving of let's say cotton or silk um there are different kinds of silks eri silk mulberry silk tassar silk um the thousand to name yeah. i think we can't stop yeah and uh, the even the texture of the cotton which is used can be so different but uh, apart from that what i was talking about the craftsmanship which is about the mirror work probably or just say simple stitching on the fabric it's so different and there are so varied that just one state we took at least a year and even now i think we don't even know how many other things we have not yet discovered yeah so i think uh, our aim is to actually go to each of these states and uh, explore all the crafts in different kinds of weaving that they do we cannot end at one point because it's varied and each and every uh, group of people are doing a different kind of art then the state that you have been working with is uh, bengal yes west bengal is where we started from because uh, our father was posted there and uh, he had some contacts and was very funny how we started actually because uh, we were looking for fabrics to make dresses out of it and when we traveled with our father to find out probably fabrics and we saw sarees are so beautiful and you can wear it different ways and you know you don't have to cut it and make something out of it it itself is such a beautiful attire and i always we always loved sarees because our moms and aunts wore sarees and then we went there to the village and we found there's so many ways they are making sarees the different motifs they are making some are actually inspired by nature some are just geometric prints the different things people are working on so it's so basically we started with bengal but we have gone to meghalaya now we are in uh, madhya pradesh uh, banaras odisha tamil nadu and a lot of other places we are still working on but i don't i won't say that we have explored all the art and crafts from that specific area Can you talk a little bit about the history of Indian textiles and and how it was impacted during the colonial times uh, when Britain ruled India? So it is kind of sad that the fast fashion entered the textile industry which is really sad for weavers because the price came down with the fabrics like georgets and uh, chiffons and satins the cottons which are machine made they came in, came in and as the prices cost reduced the weaver community and people who were wearing khadi and you know celebrating that uh, that got impacted a lot and that's even now we face it right fast fashion has killed slow fashion and those slow fashion is again come back but then i think it's very difficult to um, make sure that 
that place again comes back. Sutha primarily makes sarees, which is a traditional Indian attire. Can you explain to our listeners who are not familiar with a saree, what exactly is a saree, how long it is and where do people wear it and why and how? So sarees are, like we said, uninterrupted simplicity and it's a piece of fabric which is uncut and untouched, I would say. It adapts to the body shapes and sizes. Uh, you can today you're feeling bloated so you can't wear a certain kind of dress but in a sari there's nothing as such you can yeah. drape as you wish so we call it a uh, non-judgmental uh, attire it'll never judge what is your figure is it zero now or is it eight or it's 12 or 14 um, beauty of saris you can pass it on through generations a lot of people get scared of saris because you know because the way it's draped they think that this is the only way a sari can be draped but it's actually not true yeah a lot of people come and tell us mujhe sari is that means that I, I don't know how to wear sari and it looks complicated but the beauty of it is that you can wrap it as you wish as you your mood is you can make pleats you cannot make pleats if you can walk wearing a sari that means it's a sari is draped you know you don't have to have a particular way of wrapping it once twice make pleats wrap it again put it on your shoulder no you don't have to do that you know in olden days if you see women used to do so many household chores run around wearing saris because they used to not think sari as a very complicated attire which has become now which is very saddening to uh, think about it but very glad that it's again coming back because there are a lot of people who are experimenting with the way, way sari is worn not just with a the blouse they can wear it with a jacket they can wear it with the top with the shirt and you can actually wear saris to any place you want to and it's actually lovely and formal so the typical length is about six yards or nine yards <laughs> yeah so it's a 5.5 meters or a 6.5 meters and if it's with a blouse piece it's a little longer which is a meter extra and nine yards is typically what the sari is called which is nine yards sari which is a normal sari you can drape it the way you want to and there are different components to wearing a sari so you would have a blouse uh, an underskirt or a petticoat people do wear it on top of a pants jeans or any kind of a skirt they are wearing and wear the sari a little up so that the skirt comes down and it looks like a different color so there are a lot of experiments with sari but the basic thing is you can wear any blouse yeah. top or a shirt or a jacket and underneath you have to wear something there is also where you don't have to wear something underneath where you wrap the sari in half and then tie it around and also people do fallen edging to a sari to make the sari little firm in the bottom and fall in a better way what we have done is uh, in suta we have blouses we have petticoats we have fall edging and we have saris so we want that the uh, world of sari is simpler for people so fall is a border put on the inside of the sari to literally make the sari fall properly when you wear like it's like having um, a, some kind of uh, a heavy, heavy hem on your yes. skirt Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is invisible, basically. It's invisible, yeah. yeah. So it's on the inside. Talking about a rise and fall of uh, women wearing saris, I worked in India in the 80s, and the corporate dress code was Indian ethnic clothes, either sari or um, silver kameez. And now it's changed. Most people wear Western clothes. And it's similar if you look at some of the Far East countries like Korea or Japan. They had these lovely kimonos. And now kimonos are in Japan, especially as far as I know, it's worn by the older generation and the newer generation wears it on their wedding day or you know, on very, very special occasions. Do you see similar changes happening in India 
And do you think it is changing uh, with brands like you promoting sarees? When we started Suta, we never thought we'll be like a game changer. We would want to make people start loving sarees again. Gladly it has happened. A lot of younger generations have started buying sarees and not rented from their mothers. You know why it happened? Because I guess there was a kind of saree which used to be worn at home, like a regular wear. And there was something which was to be worn at weddings. When like a kid and you don't want to be wearing sarees often, you would only borrow your mom's sarees which are wedding wear and wear it to college. And you would look elderly. And that's what we we changed. And we made sarees pretty light and regular wear and that's the reason shift has happened which has happened i must interrupt i've been drooling over your sarees <laughs> like for two two and a half months from the us and i would go to your website regularly and then it'll be like sold out i'm like i need it now <laughs> i loved sarees but i'd kind of stopped in between but i have purchased two of yours you know, why just would you stop you know that's the question we wanted to ask why would you stop it's such a beautiful dress but for me especially i was in the states so in the climate cool. wise it does not conducive so that's why we have introduced jackets and yeah. you know thicker fabric sarees and different climate people should be able to wear sarees if, if they you really like. wish to and uh, we always wanted youngsters to wear more sarees because even me and sujata when we were in the corporates when we were working we wanted to wear a lot of sarees and we used to go to local stores and there we usually didn't find the kind of sarees we're looking for which is uh, breathable which is comfortable and yet pretty that is when we decided that we should you know launch this range which is not very expensive and uh, should be light and breathable for us you know that's what happened so the demand for this regular wear reduced shops stopped making these they only made sarees which are wedding wear or party wear and that's when i guess that entire disruption happened when people just forgot that sarees can be regularly worn and i think a good time when we also came in together so and i think your sarees and your brand has an attitude you know it has a <laughs> feminist uh, vibe to it in terms of your blouses or even you know just not wearing the matching blouse the latent creativity of uh, the youngsters they are not constrained if it's a black sari they could wear a purple blouse that, that's what i'm saying sari is so versatile and we stopped thinking it like that and in earlier days i've seen my grandmom wearing a black sari with a pink blouse and i've seen her sometimes wear it at home not when she used to go out but i've seen that kind of a mix and match and i used to never shy away from doing that yeah i'm, I'm glad that notion has broken now that you have to wear sar- saris in a certain way and with certain kind of a blouse and with all these changes the beauty is that the weavers community is so happy artisans and weavers they say that ma'am you're making these do people actually wear it because they thought that you know a certain kind of sarees only sell and they are like for example happy. the halloween saree which we did so the collection which was inspired by halloween and when we had spiders crawling and it's like how can somebody wear sarees with spiders and you know eyes all over you know that's not typically how we've ever made sarees and this won't sell madam then what would you do and i'm like that's where we should start experimenting and and these guys are so happy i can't tell you i i've just seen a photo of anafa vivas wife who was just wearing the spider sari and i was laughing and so this guy was saying <laughs> laughing at me saying you know who wears this sari and the wife is nicely spotting the spider sari so it's so interesting <laughs> talk about your journey sujata and tanya are obviously sisters what brought you together to start this brand 
It's such an interesting question and uh, we love answering it again and again. It's a very interesting story. Me and Tanya, since childhood, we were very entrepreneurial and we always wanted to have something of our own. We used to discuss about making bags and dolls out of handkerchief and selling it. My mom used to wonder. In a cart. Yeah, my mom was like, why would you sell things in a cart? You know, you're studying and you would do something else. Like, no, mom, what if you throw us out of a house? You know, we have to do something. And we used to talk like <laughs> I that. I think we always uh, were fascinated by the concept of selling and buying. And... Uh, then those dreams were there we studied uh, engineering we then we are mbas yes. and then we are in the corporates and then after that we came in mumbai both of us yeah. and uh, we lived together uh, when in the evening when you used to sit and have tea those dreams again came back apart from almost 8 years and then we came back together we were like uh, what are we doing really do we really want it and tanya's like um, yeah it's paying us a lot but uh, you know is it really what we should be doing we are both very creative and we said are we really using it and um, over a cup of tea uh, we decided we should do something we should start something and uh, we started with a photography page and uh, she was clicking photos we both used to go and do photography and then we decided we should do product photography and when we started making dresses and we were like yes this is what we really like and that's where i told you right and, we and were looking for dresses all throughout this way we always thought that you know uh, what we are doing in the corporates i know we are impacting the society some way but i can't see it directly what can we do what should we do and uh, from there the journey began and we reached here yeah uh, when apart, the dresses yeah. came we said let's go and meet the weavers because then we'll impact this people right we'll know we are buying from them and they're not dying and they're not being so there are this middlemen who just take their products away don't pay them the money then probably they'll pay half and after 6 7 months they'll pay probably another 0.25 and they will never get the full amount even probably sometimes they don't even get the cost that's why these guys leave their jobs become drivers become any machine kind of work and probably and also they train their kids to do something else and not learn what they have been doing forever yeah we met the met a guy and the guy was saying uh, i'm learning driving and i said your dad is earning so much he's like uh, yes you're see, you're just looking at the revenue you don't know how much cost has gone in so i asked him and he's like sometimes you just don't get the cost even that was the point and i said will you work for us and we started with two weavers and now we have a family of 1400 <laughs> which is huge and that kid is working for the father he's he learned graphs and he now works for making the jacquards so that the weaving happens Kira's and the beauty of <laughs> all of this is the entire family is engaged and the wife the mother uh, someone is putting tassels someone is washing the sarees uh, and ironing them so all these uh, people they have become a family now to us yeah we're making sure that the systems are replicated and we can reach as many villages as possible so that's the supply side of it and uh, thankfully the demand worked for us so we are able to scale <laughs> so these are traditional weavers who probably for the past 15 generations were only weavers so it's in their gene yeah there even the surnames are like that so there's boshak which is they weave so that's the entire village everyone's boshak <laughs> so you know uh, it is sad that they were saying that oh my son has left he's become a mechanic in west bengal somebody said my son has gone to south he's doing some office boy role and these are talented yes. artisans and who... beautiful work you cannot imagine there are blouses which we have where people have worked with hand the embroidery if you look at the embroidery from far you'll think it's machine made but it's, it's actually so, so fine, fine. <laughs> it's beyond beautiful <laughs> i don't know how they make it it's when i hold it and i uh, some sometimes say oh we were so lucky that you know they're working with you guys i'm like no we are lucky 
that thank God that they didn't leave this. You wouldn't have been able to see such work if that person would have left it and joined something else or done something else. So you're talking about the design. You, so some of them you create the new ones, the Halloween theme and those sort Christmas. of <laughs> Christmas and Halloween uh, designs. But are most of the others very traditional patterns or are they traditional techniques with your patterns? Yes. So how we started is because we wanted it to be very, very simple and simplicity is what we couldn't find in market. So there are certain saris which you see on TV or anywhere or a person wearing it next to you, you'll know it's a suta sari. So that's there. We have a signature simple style, which is very, very typical. But the fact that let's say a work called Jamdani, it's inspired by nature. We would not want to change it. Though we introduce certain simplicity, like we try to not have it all over the body, probably we'll only have it in the archal or the border. Those things we do. But we don't really change everything, always. We work with a lot of colors. We make the flower simpler if it's very complicated. So those things we do, but we try to not change a lot of things. I raised my kids in the US and I never used to speak the mother tongue to them, the Tamil. I used to speak to them in English for really no good reason. Plain inertia. It takes a lot of effort to preserve your culture. And one time I was at a fair where there was a Native American lady who had her stall and I was talking to my daughter in English. And she looked at me and she said, you don't talk to your child in your language. I was like, oh, well, I should, I guess. She told me it takes only two generations to lose your language. And my jaw dropped. And since then, I have spoken to my kids in Tamil, which is my uh, mother tongue. Similarly, like you said, within one or two generations, this craft will be gone. So what you are doing is pretty incredible. How do you train them? How do you bring them back? to the fold. For instance, Patachitra, which is uh, done in Odisha, it's an art form where they use a brush to paint directly on a fabric piece of fabric. An art piece, which is a meter long, is framed and is sold for around 80,000, 90,000 to 100,000 rupees, which is about uh, $1,500. $1,500. Correct. Yes. $1,500 around that much. Uh, imagine a sari, how much it would cost. Who yeah, would buy it? Yeah, 6.5 meters. Uh, 6.5 yeah, so. uh, meters long sari. You do the maths, imagine who will buy it and who will wear it and how many times. So what we did was, uh, these people were actually losing out on their work because they were not able to sell their saris. Not even paintings because they're so expensive. An art canoe, how many will you buy and put it on the wall? So we approached these guys, we made the sari design simpler by putting it only in the borders and only on the end of the sari, which is the archal. And we made it very less intricate. So the efforts were lesser, but the art was still there. And you could still call it Patachitra. And uh, we have launched the range of saris and people are loving it. Because I could say that I own a Patachitra without spending thousands and thousands of rupees on it. So I think this way we can preserve art. or A lot of effort goes into it. We can make it simpler and still continue making it. Yeah, but it's it's really sad what you said is that uh, it takes just a generation or two to just lose the core value or the language. It can be culture or it can be an art form which the family knew for so long and just lost. Imagine he will never be the best driver, but he could have been the best weaver in the town. But 
he just lost the opportunity because the money was not given or he just didn't know where to use it or how to get it with suta what is happening is we make sure that these guys are paid above average in that village i can proudly say that some guys really these guys are paid the highest and they will never get that amount from anybody else our payment system is super transparent the moment the product reaches us the checking happens and the ironing happens before it gets shipped to us the money goes into the account and it's never that it reaches us we again check or we sell it and then i'll pay you nothing is done they deliver it after the checking is done if it's perfect we just pay them it goes into the bank account uh, sometimes what happens is the communication uh, goes wrong so the manager says one color i would have said some other colors you know this yeah they would not understand happened. probably magenta or uh, lavender probably we have told them and they have made a pink but we take it back so we don't say rejects we we take the rejects as well and we don't say you keep it because they would have spent 1000 rupees or um, let's say 50 60 dollars or something on the product just because we said no because the color didn't match he would just be lying uh, you know holding that sari and doing nothing with it but we take it back because it's our design it was just a communication error not his fault so we take the rejects we use those and sometimes we have realized that those have become the biggest hits yeah so sometimes it's a win-win. Win-win. <laughs> yeah. so, so because they've actually been doing it for so many generations so yes. intuitively they may know um, what works in a different way though they don't know the modern market <laughs> they know the market uh, so once what happened the cr- we made crowns and a wing it be- came uh, upside down actually i got furious saying that oh my god you spent months and months on it and you made the upside down crown now how do one wear the sari but now we have, i've realized that it looks like just like a motif not like a crown but we can just wear it probably and yeah i wore it twice <laughs> i wore once uh, with the reverse motif other time we i wore it on the different side i made the sari turn this was on this side and the motif was right <laughs> The one thing that I noticed about your sarees, um firstly, they are authentic in terms of what they say they are when it's handwoven because it's really hard to find the authentic handwoven materials even in India um right now. And on top of that, they were actually reasonably priced. In some ways, it made me doubt that it was what it was. Um I had a friend who is from West Bengal and I asked her hey look at these sarees do they look authentic to you so it's I'm glad that you're able to pay the weavers well preserve the culture make a profit make a difference and also make it affordable so that you know I can go out and just buy two um beautiful 6 yards of hand woven specially designed sarees how do you do the pricing this is where a lot of uh, i've seen a lot of my friends go wrong who have started their business our sarees start from somewhere around 16 to 20 dollars one saree so that beautiful light as air fabric which is skin friendly uh, to get so many yardage of fabric with so so less a lot of people ask me you know why don't you triple the price there is a customer base people are loving your work we can just increase the price and um, pay, make more profits me and tania have always discussed the issue why we couldn't buy is that because when we used to like plain sarees they were very expensive when we wanted simple designs they were more expensive than they are we said this is what the people are doing so if there is a huge demand they are trying to squeeze out money and we decided we'll never do it so the best sellers for us are still uh, the sarees which uh, the maiden heaven malmal which we talk about is that range and we have decided we will never increase the price the, how it worked out for us is um, 
good that we did we studied business mba and it helped us a lot so economies of scale play a lot here and also the way we hire people the resources in our company is it's super amazing uh, we have hired mostly local talents probably they don't have so much of education to get into a good place we hired them we trained them now they are getting good salary they're doing fantastic work because and they're very dedicated and loyalty work. you gain their loyalty very and loyal. trust yeah. and uh, we even have uh, people who are passionate about uh, these products that we make uh, they're from different fields uh, we have an air hostess with us who is who's the head of operations now yeah. yeah so from different fields we have people who we have hired them we we are working together because they're very passionate in their and lives and they are suta customers so they wrote to us because there was we are hiring written on our website they'll apply because they love suta products and they already have have the cupboards full of suta sarees <laughs> and imagine the amount of love that person will put in because they already love the product and they invested in it so much that their productivity automatically is super high even if it's on this sunday and me and tania working because there's so much to do some of the guys will just come over and help us you know that's the culture so this is how we could keep the costs uh, the prices uh, as they are plus we have decided that uh, if i personally can't buy a saree which is of this price we always think that a 25 year old will that person come and buy it will that person see the value in it so that's how our pricing goes talk about the fabrics especially mull and why was it considered the fabric for royalty and the british's obsession with mull in colonial india british's love with mull is never ending because of the lightness of the fabric so you know what mull mull was always known as lighter than the air when you beat the cotton the cotton which flies in the air it's from there the mull is made that's the thread of mull which is the lightest finest initially mull mull from dhaka used to be from the cotton used to be only uh, kept with only the water of ganges now that has changed of course it's not just the ganges water which is being used but initially that used to be that's a history that's a story of mull mull the mull mull which is made it's so light and it's so super fine it's 100 thread count if you even hold it you can it's a beautiful see through uh, fabric, you know, fabric yeah. feel you'll get it absorbs moisture like nothing else i used it to wrap my baby so you can imagine the you know softness of yeah. that fabric yeah so that is what we call as made in heaven malmal you were saying something about the water of the ganges um so that water is used to grow the soak. cotton no so oh, soak, it. soak it so when you know initially when the malmal the britishers with the actual malmal from dhaka used to be soaked in river of ganges only and that was the malmal because you uh, considered the river ganges to be the so purest purest yeah so to make the fabric the purest lightest and breathable it was soaked in that water it was the pre processes uh, of making of that, making yeah. cotton the the yarn that's why we call it made in heaven malmal and uh, you know when we reached the village when we first saw the fabric malmal was not available as just the malmal sari in the market because people used to print on it or make something out of it because they would not think such a light fabric you can carry it with so much ease or you can just wear it to work or outside just the malmal and it was always starched and it was right, always starched right. and we removed that that's one one more notion which we don't like stiff sarees we rather like something which is flowy it was always in our dreams because uh, our grandmother she used to dry the sarees in ropes which was tied from one lichi to one mango tree and we used to play amongst the saree we used to play hide and seek and other games around the sarees because it was so fragrant and soft and during summer vacations that was the best memory that we had and that's why our sarees smell in a typical way if you 
buy suta sarees you'll first witness the smell of the saree <laughs> we wash the saree in soap nut and few other uh, the things secret so ingredients and <laughs> we call it we mix it in a certain ratio so that to get that typical smell we wanted that smell to be there so this is probably the first fashion brand which uses smell too <laughs> because we wanted all the senses to get activated so your eyes are happy because you see the saree you hold the fabric which is made in heaven and you anyway get transported to some other dreamland and then the smell you know it has to be all encompassing so <laughs> talk about the dyes we've already spoken about some of the yarns that you used your signature mull uh, sarees we use the azofi dyes have been experimenting a lot with natural dyes the only issue we face because it's an online company if we shoot a uh, mango yellow the moment it changes a little bit of color people would return the product with organic dyes maintaining the color is very difficult so from uh, today i'm using turmeric from a certain farm and i'm dyeing my saree if i change the farm and i get a turmeric from another place it becomes darker the, yeah the color changes drastically and for an online company like ours to maintain the same color because people are really sensitive the returns are higher people think that we are cheating uh, so to establish that uh, faith of people on us yeah, we'll we are waiting for that time, yeah. and uh, probably will make people aware that this is going to happen this may happen even the sun plays a big factor if it's not drying in a day it takes two days then the color changes again we are experimenting with the dyes now the fabrics are coming to us we are checking them and very soon probably we'll collection see. yes which is just organic <laughs> so, and also sometimes organic dyes and natural dyes seem to bleed they bleed and that's the natural way it is it's supposed to be people love talking about indigo but they bleed and they say oh it's bleeding but they don't realize if you get an indigo which doesn't bleed that means it's not natural <laughs> so it's like a balance you you have to either love the you get used to the bleeding and get the organic dye or you just live with chemicals, chemicals yeah <laughs> so what are the different products you carry besides sarees we just launched the baby swaddles the infant wear uh because i used it and i got so many requests from other the moment any any mother ch- uh, sees my son's name is ram rara so i call him rara so anybody checks rara's those swaddles or the t- napkin he uses they ask me what's this fabric and i'm like this is my sari i've cut it into swaddles or the napkins they order it so they cut it and they say oh just cut it and make it for us so we, i launched the collection we are again launching because it's a super hit collection we're launching more of baby swaddles and napkins uh we are also working on uh, dresses for girls and ladies yes and menswear is where we aim to get into but that's again that's in that's using uh, mostly uh, malmal and handmade uh, natural dyes or natural dyed fabric so uh, we just launched pashmina beautiful pashmina all hand woven uh, we work with this cluster of 400 weavers in kashmir one day probably i would record all of their um, you know stories you must hear them it's so fascinating the amount of love they have for their own scarves it's like they're giving their own baby to you because they've spent so much time weaving one of the scarves they say um, you know madam just take care of this <laughs> you know so much of love which every sari every they, thing which is uh, you know when it spends so much time in a weaver's house it becomes a part of the family <laughs> we have written blogs about it on the website you can check that that how much love has been put in a sari so we have written sari diaries from the sari because the sari has seen the journey um also the kashmiri uh, people who have woven them uh, they woven it in a beautiful technique the shawls have uh, golden on one side and a color on the other side so it's a sari and it's a shimmer side one side shimmer and one side is matte so that's the beauty of the pashminas we've just launched and it's it's doing it's, really really well so we might 
be launching more colors soon in uh, shawls. We also working with uh, uh, fabric jewelry. Since suta means thread, we want to do as much possible with uh, fabrics. So fabric jewelry probably is where we uh, might get into very soon. We are working on the embroidery on it. And you're basically only online. You're not available in any retail stores at this point. We have our own uh, store in Bombay. So that's the first store <laughs> and it's been 2 months. We really we really have been getting overwhelming response on having the store because there's so many people who don't buy online. So they are super happy that we are available but then we have been getting a lot of complaints from different states saying you know just in Bombay and we have to fly to Bombay to meet you guys. <laughs> so we've been getting a lot of requests. So and in a, we're in a very hideaway place. It's a green uh, tiny corner where you can't spot you can't you won't expect that there's a store there. So where it's is the store? It's in Kalina Santa Cruz and it's in a dead end residential lane there's a park close to it and this it's it's green and it's very beautiful <laughs> so we've just put in a corner space and we have no plans so far to have any other retail um, outlet thank you sujata and tania for coming on mindful businesses wishing you all the best on your journey thank you so much it it was really like uh, <laughs> living through our uh, entire journey it was beautiful talking to you it was lovely chatting with you i loved coming here thank you if you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show send us a message on our facebook or instagram page we recorded this podcast at radio vani studio in mumbai india tatum gale composed the music for this podcast this is vidya ayer for mindful businesses <laughs>